Today is the mass of the Easter Vigil. Today is the night that is filled with the Word of God. Tonight is the night that Jesus, the empty tomb, was found. Everything about Jesus as the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. And above all, the fulfillment of his word that he will rise on the third day. The readings of today are taken from first reading Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 to chapter 2 verse 2. The second reading is Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 to 18. The third reading is Exodus chapter 14, verses 15 to chapter 15, verse 1. The fourth re reading is from Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1, 5 to 14. The fifth reading is from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 to 11. The sixth reading is from the prophet Baruch chapter 3, verses 9 to 15, 32, and chapter 4, verse 4. The seventh reading is from Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 16 to 17, 18 to 28. The eighth reading is from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 3, verses, chapter 6, verses 3 to 11. And the gospel reading, the ninth reading, is from Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. In today's readings, we see the origin of man by creation. We also see the life of man, the essential means of human life is faith. After the faith of Abraham, we also see the redemption of man, how God saved the Israelites from their slavery in Exodus from Egypt, which gives hope to suffering man. We also see in prophecy what God wants man to focus on, to seek him. We also saw the consequences of not doing the will of God narrated by different and various prophets. Even in the prophecies, the love of God, even though man has broken the covenant of God, but God for his own sake has decided to rescue man. God constantly invites mankind that he created in his image and likeness to come back to him to return to him in the end, Christ, 
the Son of God, became incarnate, took on the flesh of man as Son of God, to show man and lead man back to God. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets, and also the restorer of the people of God to God through the sacrifice of his life. The reality for in Abraham, Abraham's faith delighted God that he, Abraham did not refuse God, his only son, when God asked him to sacrifice him to him. The greatest asset that man has is his faith. But ultimately, faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has come to bear witness to God's love for man. In spite of man's waywardness. When Jesus told the Jews, if you believe my word, if you listen to my word, you will indeed find the truth and the truth will set you free. You will never see death. The Jews argue that we are children of Abraham. We have never been slaves. And Jesus reminded them that whoever sins is a slave of sin. Abraham would not do what you did and what you are doing now, trying to kill me. But everything about the Son of Man is as it is written of him in the scriptures, the law and the prophets. In the gospel reading of today, we see the ultimate love of God. Just as God commanded the faith of Abraham, Jesus actually became the sacrifice. He sacrificed his life. He was crucified. He died. And he rose from the dead. Even his rising from the dead was unbelievable to the apostles. We give credit to the women who went to the grave to anoint the body not expecting the resurrection, but to anoint the dead body. After the Sabbath, the first day of the week, the third day, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. An angel of the Lord descended from heaven approached, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. The guards were shaken with fear and became like dead men. The angel said to the women in reply, Do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus, the crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead and is going before you to Galilee. 
there they will see him. This was good news for mothers who were sorrowful. Mothers who understood what it means to lose a child. This was suddenly good news. And in their joy and faith, Jesus met them on the way and greeted them. They approached and embraced his feet and did him homage. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. The eleven, until they went back, Peter went back to the tomb and saw the empty tomb. They did not believe. It was hard to believe. Typical of men who dominate positions in the church. Jesus was well aware. And that is why in today's second uh, epistle, let us send Paul to the Romans. Paul summarized the joy of Easter as the fact that those who are baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. The death of Christ was real. Through baptism into his death, we are also, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so too, we too might live in the newness of life. We are free from sin. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that our sinful body might be done away with and that we might no longer be in slavery to sin for a dead person has been absolved from sin. If then we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ raised from the dead dies no more. Death no longer has power over him. Sin no, no longer has power over those who have been baptized. How should Christians think of themselves? Consequently, you too must think of yourselves as being dead to sin and living for God in Christ Jesus. There's still in the church too much attitude. When we talk of Lent, when we talk of repentance, we're talking of saying we are sinners. That is not our proclamation. Our proclamation is that we have died with Christ and sin has no longer power over us. Our new life in Christ. Jesus died that we might become Jesus. So the maturity of a baptized person is one who is very aware of Jesus as the fulfillment of the law and the prophet, Jesus as a sacrifice that takes away our sins, and Jesus who has come to make us children of God, co-heirs with the Father. We should never think of ourselves as slaves anymore. There are still residues of slavery, even in the church. How do priests treat the parishioners? How do bishops treat priests? Even how does the Pope treat bishops? To Paul, all these 
distinctions do not matter. In our baptism, we died with Christ and we have risen with Christ. The good news is that he is risen. End of story. So with Christ, we have become the glory of God. We should not think as sinners. Like the prodigal son, the father has to remind the son, who told his father, I'm not worthy to be your son? He said, but I'm worthy to be your father. After all I've done for you, done for you, I allowed you to taste sin so that you can appreciate the love I have as a father to you. Isa is worth the celebration. Anyone who cannot celebrate Easter does not believe in the resurrection of Christ. Does not believe in salvation. Let us pray for the church. It is in this world that we live in now that the church is more relevant with the message of Easter. So today, we resume the Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Christ who died is risen from the dead. And we all can sing and shout, Hallelujah.